Hello there, everybody. Welcome back. And for the first time in two weeks, happy SKUs Day to you. It's October 12th, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. Look at us back together again. What's up, Mark? Yeah, we were, uh, I would go on two weeks. I had to work two weeks ago. And then last week, Trey was shooting some big fancy Hollywood shit. So we, uh, it, he wasn't available. And uh, we were going, my wife and I went to the Alonis Morissette concert at the Hollywood Bowl. So it was nice to have a night off for that uh fire show and it's great to be back on another banner day for your las vegas raiders Trey. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know things are always coming up raiders man it's been great being a raiders fan for the past 20 years just a continuous uh parade of success and um you know big to me lauding <laughs> yeah obviously no yeah as everybody i'm sure is aware the head coach of the raiders john gruden uh had a treasure trove of past emails came to light wherein he really uh hit for the bigotry cycle just really left no papaw stone unturned one of the <laughs> best things i saw about it was an onion i think headline that said john gruden apologizes to the jews for not offending them in his emails because that's pretty much the only group he did not uh offend or use slurs in reference to or what have yeah. you so you know that was and that's fun. <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of the viewers zone out. When we talk about sports. This is not really about sports. This is a uh, about uh, workplace uh, power issues, uh, bigotry, and uh, uh, you know, politi- and politics, which you know, they're basically three big things we talk about here. And the if you need a political angle to connect it, the, um, John Gruden's emails were to Bruce Allen, who is the uh, brother of George Allen, who you might remember was a Virginia politician who was governor and U.S. senator lost, ran for Senate again in that election campaign. Um, he called an Indian dude Makaka twice on camera, which uh, is a term for a monkey, um, and tried to, he tried to play it down. He lost that race by 8,000 votes. It's fair to say it swung it. Uh, and he, he, he tried to downplay it by saying that he, he was a term of endearment that he and his friends used for people they didn't know. It was like saying dude or homie or something, which is like transparently not true. But it reminded me of what these, all these dudes say, because it was a Gruden say when the first batch of emails came out when he uh, made fun of a black guy for having big lips. He said he had lips like Michelin tires. And we look, anybody who's familiar with old dude racism knows what he's going for there. But he tried to say that he said people who lie have rubber lips, which is a mm-hmm. thing he's spent hours and hours talking on TV and no one's ever, no one else ever heard that expression before. So, um, yeah, he, he, if you're not familiar with the emails, he, uh, he called Roger Goodell, a uh, gay slur that starts with the le- uh, letter F, uh, also called him a pussy. He made, he made, said everyone who kneeled should be run out of the league. He complained about women being hired for, uh, to work in the NFL as officials and coaches. Uh, hey, and, yeah. Yeah. He did a whole bunch of stuff. The one thing I'll also say about it, he had, as soon as it came out, I was like, well, he gone, and he was gone like hours later, and deservedly mm-hmm. so. But one thing that's kind of fun, if there's anything <clears throat> funny about the whole fucked up scenario, it's that all those emails were found as part of an investigation that was being done into the Washington football team and their yeah. ownership and Dan Snyder into some very serious allegations about them like – 
taking cheerleaders on overseas trips and then taking their passports away for them and putting them on auction to these other rich dudes and shit, like possible yeah. human trafficking shit and a whole lot of really bad stuff. That's what they were investigating. And so mm -hmm. far, the only thing to have happened is that the Raiders coach got fired <laughs> or lost. So like, leave it to the Raiders to take a loss as part of an yeah. investigation that ostensibly did not even involve them. But it won't surprise me at all if Dan Snyder, because he's an owner and writes the checks, you know, never sees any real outcome or consequences it from is, this at all. We talk, talk about workplace power stuff. Yes, dude, Gruden had to go absolutely because, like, he is coaching a team that has the first uh, NFL player to ever come out of the closet, Carl Nassib, who's uh, been really good this year. And uh, and so you can't have you, you think you can't have him having power over this dude's career. It's just it's not transparently not fair. But also from workplace power, Gruden's just an employee. And they found a fall guy to right. save Dan Snyder's ass who doesn't even work for his own team. It's like, this is just rich. It's all, it's all rich dudes covering their ass all the way down. And it just like, it goes uphill to the point where it stops eventually. But and like they, they, the stat I saw was like, they've obtained 650,000 emails in the course of this investigation. And the only ones that got leaked Right. Were the ones from John Gruden. We didn't even see the replies to it from the Redskins. Uh, the well, they were the right. Redskins and the football team side, um, because it's like in those are the emails in which uh, Gruden insulted the commissioner. Yeah, coincidence. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I'm fully with you on that. But you know, <sighs> again, we're we're just. From a from a real world side about what the, what would bigotry actually cost people, the Ringer had a good article today talking about like how you guys might be, might be better off football wise because Gruden, if you look at his track record, will never play one black quarterback, and that was a, that was Sean King who inherited when he took over the Bucks. He's uh, hasn't had a black a black coordinator for for uh, twenty years, and this is in a league where three out of the four coordinators in the Super Bowl last year were black. Um, a, like he he had one woman strength coach who he pushed out after a year. Like it's like you got it's been costing talent. Like you're robbing yourself by being a bigot, which is the the fucking. There's a lesson in this for if any bigots are watching. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think it could <laughs> end up working out. You know, for the writers. I mean, it ain't like they've been setting the woods on fire. You know, so whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. Um, at with us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. First, and remind you if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets. We will be at one of our favorite clubs in the country next weekend in our nation's capital, the DC Improv, October 21st to the 24th. Hope to see y'all there. Okay. As for the show tonight, we will be joined by senior legal correspondent Drew Morgan for a story out of Tennessee that sees my levels of disappointment in my home state reach heretofore unseen heights, at least until the next horrific story breaks, that is. What is it? Well, it involves Karens in charge and small children in jail and is somehow even worse than it sounds. But before that, we will keep the mood light as we dive into everybody's favorite segment, The Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's first DD, this anti-vax protester in Los Angeles on Saturday for thinking she could scream out some shit in front of the homeless people on Hollywood Boulevard and not get a response from them. Listen closely, everybody, to this clip. Matt, play it. Yeah. 
Okay, in case you missed it, because it's sort of hard to hear, it's truly tremendous. This lady says, you see all these homeless people out here? Are they all dead in the streets from COVID? No. Why? And then presumably a homeless man yells out, because I'm vaccinated, you dumb fuck. (laughs) Which is Uh, just wonderful. Yeah, just because somebody doesn't have a house to mean they're a fucking idiot. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The the context here... um, yeah, those of you who don't live in LA or haven't been here, like Hollywood Boulevard is not a place people who live here go. Uh, it's exclusively homeless people and tourists. And that's how you know that lady's not from here. Is she's down there annoying homeless people and tourists with her anti-vax bullshit. Uh, yeah. Uh, wild times, man. It's like, I never get tired of seeing these people get owned because like they, right. they're, they're fucking, uh, their worldview is so myopic and stupid that like they just, when they're confronted with any basic reality, it's like just immediately crumble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, our first honorable mention for daily dumbass is, uh, anybody who missed out on amp fest, the Florida right wing Coachella event. That's right. If you're wondering what the hell did that look like? Well, let's, uh, let's take a look at it. Matt, play the, play the clip here. It doesn't even rhyme. It doesn't even rhyme. Also, they couldn't get Eric Clapton, you know? I thought this was his whole beat now, right? Because that's the thing. It's like the things they have to convince themselves they're into, I feel like, where art is concerned because their options are so limited, clearly, because Mm -hmm. the vast majority of artistics and creatives uh, are not anti-vax lunatics. So next thing you know, you're dancing to some horseshit vaccine rap uh, in a tent in fucking Florida or whatever and pretending like it's a Kendrick Kendrick Lamar show or something. Yeah, with a a, a keyboard beat from a cat. Casio, he just pissed the, you know, he just, we turned the beat on and press it. And then go Johnson and Johnson, Moderna and Pfizer. I ain't gonna right. take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. It's like, what the, what are we doing here, man? I don't know. It's like, it, it just steals something to ruin it. I guess uh, that's white people's log line, I guess. <laughs> just the idea of a right wing Coachella is kind of hilarious. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's not, how do you make that? work you know like what what yeah. is the right wing version of Coachella it's just like CPAC or whatever is what the actual thing is right like you can't go to a hit music festival and have a good time uh, while being what they are because <laughs> they don't like yeah. good times good times are also, not, not their thing you know also you can go to music fest like like the Woodstock 99 wasn't some left wing event yeah. <laughs> it was corn biscuit. Like, you can uh, just like you, these people rob themselves of so much by making their whole identity just uh, uh, you know. I mean, there was a guy, I saw a guy at the uh, Lost Morset concert with a fuck Joe Biden shirt. He still let himself enjoy some decent tunes, you know. He wasn't like <laughs> making himself listen to some more shit. <laughs> uh, all right. So our next honorable mention is uh, for Daily Dumbass is um, anybody who didn't get the vaccine because now 
you don't have cracking blood like the rest of us. I hope you're happy. That's right. We got little tentacle monsters in our bloodstream now from the vaccine, and you don't. So I hope you I hope you feel proud. There's a GOP lawmaker, a New Hampshire state representative, Ken Weiler, who <clears throat> said uh, who shared some wild conspiracy theories about the coronavirus involving Satan, the Pope, and 5G, as well as tentacled creatures lurking in the vaccine. He said that if you look at the vaccine under the microscope, you you can see little uh, multi-armed demons uh, in the vaccine floating around. Uh, I don't know what they're supposed to be doing once they get in there. I guess they, you know, they're all little magnetos, which is how we get magnified or something like that. Or they're all little IT demons, maybe. And that's how the 5G aspect comes. I'm not really clear on how the details work, but yeah, we all got Krakens in. Uh, I like uh, the idea of like the, the Pope, Satan, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, an- uh, tentacle monsters from anime porn, like all like teaming up in like a suicide squad, like mission, like we have nothing in common, <laughs> but we're going to do this to enslave humanity or something. Like, it's like, what a, uh, what a, what a fucking dirty dozen odd couple against <laughs> cast characters. It's also funny uh, because apparently it was full of anti-Catholic bigotry, which is, I understand mm-hmm. it is, that's a pretty old school that's pretty old school bigotry there, right? Like that used to be a whole thing in America, I guess, where Catholics were like second. It was like a big deal when JFK was elected because it was a Catholic president or some shit. But like a man still holding the fucking fuck Catholics line in uh, in 2021 is just, yeah, he's really kicking it old school. He is 79, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, who have there been any other Catholic presidents between uh, Biden and JFK? I don't know if there ever have, but it wasn't. No no idea. I don't think it. um, Think it run through my mind real quick, and now I can't think of any. Um, And the idea that I mean, the idea was that like because uh, Catholics are all supposed to listen to the Pope. If you elected JFK, then you'd basically be electing the Pope president, (coughs) which was dumb because if you ever met a Catholic, none of them really listened to the Pope. Um, But the the idea. Uh, it, it, yeah, the, the Klan was roughly anti-Catholic. I mean, that was this is basically when uh, back before Irish and uh, uh, Irish and Italians were considered white. Right. So there was all sorts of paranoia about that kind of shit too. Um, but yeah, I, I can't make it. It's, it's like they just they're just like uh, when they when they when they said they would take America back to the olden days, they're just like they're including like prejudices from like 1930, which rule. Right, I know. It's like the only to some of these people, the list of people who are all right by them is literally just whoever is exactly the same thing that they are. Like, it's not even just other white people or other Christians. You got to be the right type of white Christian specifically, or you Mm -hmm. also are a bag of shit to say nothing of all the Muslims and immigrants and gays out there. That goes without saying, but even fucking Catholics, they need to get their shit together too. It's just like, it's just like enhanced bigotry, you know? Yeah. Also, I want some fucking tentacles. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I want that dog city this weekend. Blood, I, yeah, I had to walk three dogs. I could have used a couple extra hands. I could have extra arm. <laughs> Carrying groceries up, you know. Sex uh, sex probably be a lot more fun. More hands too. Come on. Yeah, dude. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, there's plenty of porn out there that proves that thing. <laughs> Uh, Matt, producer Matt is pointing out tonight is the first Seattle Kraken hockey game. By the way, coincidence? I, I, yeah, certainly, absolutely, it is. But. Anyway, okay, let's see. What do we got next here? Next up, uh, for dumbass, Bebop and Rocksteady for not putting a stop to such government waste. Play, play this clip, this please. Yeah. You remember what happened in Arizona? 5.7 million 
spent on the Ninja Turtles who were going through all these ballots. And the net result was more votes for Biden, fewer votes for Trump. <laughs> what, what is it? Is he just like being purposefully condescending about them? Do you know what I mean? Like the cyber ninjas? Like, is that what he's doing? Or is this just a genuine like gaffe or whatever you think? I think it was the brain fart. But yeah. what's funny is he's too old to have even been into the Ninja Turtles. So way too maybe, his, maybe his grandsons love the Ninja Turtles. And that's what Madam is and his brain. But yeah, but I mean, honestly, like Ninja Turtles is a better name for them. They don't know shit about cyber. Uh, <laughs> and it took them forever. Am I right? Yeah. 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 They're not uh, ninjas either, though. You know, just turtles. I mean, at least they're passingly familiar with what ninjas are. These guys like could turn a computer on for the first time last week, I think. So <laughs> if they if they've seen Ninja Turtles, they're more qualified to be Ninja Turtles than they are to do conduct a forensic audit of an election. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right. Next up. Honorable mention here, Mansion and Cinema for thinking they can ever possibly negotiate with this shit. Maria, we know that the Build Back Better agenda has become the Biden Build Back Broke agenda. And the American people have figured out that what they're trying to do is institutionalize socialism. They're trying to do a takeover of the country in one vote. They want government control of your kids. They want to look at your bank account for every transaction over $600. Anything that you do on Venmo and PayPal, they want a part of that transaction. They want government control of health care. They want to demoralize the military, close the churches, destroy your faith in the American system. And then here they're going to come with the socialist program to run your life from cradle to grave, daylight to dark. Unbelievable. Uh Oh, God. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn from where else? Tennessee there. We've talked about her plenty of times before. A proto-Karen she is, just truly. Um, Yeah, like the idea that that person who interprets this legislation that way and feels that way about it, that you could, you know, come to the table with a couple of line item adjustments or whatever, and she would be like, oh, okay, well, now I'm in. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's not, there's nowhere to go from that. Somebody was crunching the numbers about why America's falling apart. And basically, like, in, like, well-developed social democracies, like, they, they spend about half their budget on, like, what you call human infrastructure, like health and welfare, education, medicine, stuff like that. America spends about 15%. So, like, you're just trying to help people out with, with child care. Reasons people aren't having kids. We don't have enough kids in America. And uh, you could call it socialist for you. Just push ahead and do it, man. You should call you socialist no matter what. And as proof... I've mentioned a couple of times, but I saw this old news blurb floating around. And I'd, I'd mentioned before about uh, how they, they, when Eisenhower tried to build interstates, they called him socialist. This is a guy who defeated the fucking Nazis with an army general. Uh, Manion blasts Ike's policies as socialistic. And Clarence Manion views President Eisenhower today of pushing a drift towards social government, uh, central government, which he once aborted and feared as a danger to democratic government. He cites examples of the President's new highway program, which he termed a form of creeping socialism patterned after the Tennessee Valley Authority. Now, this is extremely funny for a couple of reasons. One, they tried to abolish, privatize the Tennessee Valley Authority a couple of years ago. Marshall Blackburn was horrifically against it because, and I quote, it would drive prices up. So I don't want to fucking do, know what to do about these people, man. This so is I, maybe this is just me like trying to be somewhat optimistic, but I'm almost like uh, 
that shit about Eisenhower and the response he got from the far right or whatever back then is almost kind of makes me feel a little bit better in a way because it's like they've always been doing this shit. Like we've yeah. said before, it's like, dude, you just know if somebody, if, if fire departments didn't exist and they got pitched tomorrow, these lunatics would be like, that's some socialist bullshit or whatever. That's like a talking point that gets brought up a lot that I I have always subscribed to. But like knowing that they were doing it even then, or like you've talked before about like when seatbelts, seatbelt laws, mm-hmm. and that first became a thing. It's like they hated that then too. But in all those instances, Eventually, it didn't matter. You know, the, yeah. the things happened. We got past it. They found another car to chase or whatever and bark at and it and everybody moved on. So, like, hopefully it, that will happen here, too. Eventually, you know, we'll just push past yeah. it in spite of them and get where we need to be one day. Oh, they'll move on to the next thing. Actually, yeah. like to, to be positive for a second, I saw this take today where somebody was like, the real takeaway from the, the current political moment is that the overwhelming majority of the Democratic Party is full on in for uh, saving some sort of social democracy. And there's only a handful of morons standing in their way. Now, these happen to be a handful of very powerful morons, like right. Mr. Sotomayor and Joe Manchin. But for the most part, the parties in the, the National Party, anyway, has, got, has arrived at the right conclusion. Uh, yeah, right. A few fucking asshole holdouts and some pretty dark uh, population trends that are like, are really holding us back here. <coughs> so, so people are uh, coming after Mansion and Cinema, demanding you know accountability or responses as to why they're holding this up and what it would take to get them there. Apparently, people like kayaked out to Joe Mansion's boat. The horror, you know, he got, he got accosted while on his fucking boat. Uh, and uh, people met Cinema in the airport and were you know asking her questions, asking her to just you know, illustrate what her stance actually is. Is it this you have a problem with? Is it elder care? Is it this? Is it this? And of course she just wouldn't answer any of it and hit took refuge in a bathroom or whatever. So that that this shit has been happening and Joe Biden was asked about it. And Matt, if you could play the Biden clip, that would be Mr. President, uh, you're talking about how you have forty eight Democratic votes right now. The other two uh, have been pressured over the weekend by activists. Joe Manchin had people on kayaks show up to his boat, TL Adam. Senator Cinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line? I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process, yes. I mean... First of all, she wasn't like we were off last week when this is a big deal. So apologize if we're coming back to some you guys are already over. But like she wasn't chased into the bathroom. They tried to talk to her. She ran into a bathroom. Right. Uh, they were trying to talk to her. These are grassroots activists who canvassed right. for her, who did a lot of work to get her elected in a close election, who she's ghosted since she took office. And the context, she teaches a class at a college is where they found her. She's a class on fundraising. She's teaching a class on how to deal with lobbyists and she won't talk to her own fucking constituents. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. It's like, and they, they of course jumped all over Biden's response here too, be like, oh, that's that's just supposed to be normal people harassing. Them. But it's like, like they're offended at the idea that these people should, you know, have to answer to their constituents and the people that voted them in. You know, they're like they're public servants. These are the people they represent. Asking them for answers, they're not being held at fucking gunpoint or anything. It is part. It should be part of the process. The idea that like anybody's supposed to be like 
crying over the you know the the treatment that these poor senators are receiving on their fucking boats like it's just such horse shit every united states senator and congressman is required to spend uh, a whole day a week in their home district in a fucking dunk tank these these are public servants <laughs> they work for us and they fucking suck they, they they're not your god kings you don't worship them they they you treat them how like being annoyed in public is something we all go through and we're not we don't we not pay off the public dole by taxpayer money and she those those activists who were trying to talk to her about the um the girls trying to talk to cinema about her grandparents being deported and um, cinema's running away from her. They tried to meet at her office, but she's essentially shuttered all her district offices and she doesn't go there anyway. So like, she's not doing her fucking job. That's why I pass the bills. They, they, you can explain to your constituents why you don't want, why you don't agree with them or whatever, but yeah, you should have to, you should, yes. you should be forced to explain that shit, you know, Yes. let alone not be sympathized with because, uh, you refuse to in public and act like you're being harassed and mistreated because someone has that expectation of you. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Um, all right. Well, let's move into the main segment. I get, do you want to, you want to like sort of set it up a little bit before we bring Drew out here to discuss it? Uh, yeah, so uh, ProPublica had a pretty uh, infuriating long read the other day about uh, this uh, school district slash county in Tennessee uh, where this one woman is basically uh, an emperor of the child criminal justice system, and she's been locking up 50% of the kids that come in front of her as young as seven fucking years old. Uh, and uh, no amount of federal lawsuits apparently can make her, can make her change her ways. And Drew was mad about this. And if you don't know Drew, he's a former, uh, he's a lawyer, uh, lawyer by trade, used to be before he went to comedy full time. He was a public defender in Miami and uh, Knoxville. With, with Knoxville. And uh, he's got a lot of anger about criminal justice issues. So we thought I'd bring him on to help us walk through this story. Uh, bring in Drew, Matt. All right. Drew Morgan. Yeah. Drew, friend of the show. What's hey. up, everybody? Friend of the show. Tour partner, come see us. Well Red Comedy Tour. It'll be a lot Thank funnier. Thank you. Than I was going to ask today. you to plug that at the end, but we could still do that too. You're doing a hell of a job, my man, out here selling us. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, Mark mentioned. So, this is Rutherford County, Tennessee, the geographical center of Tennessee, it's where Murfreesboro is. And um, the statewide average for uh, children who have like a juvenile court issue. The statewide average for how often they actually go to jail or lock up or juvie is 5%. And in Rutherford County, it's 48%. So, yes, nearly half of the time they're locking kids up, most of whom, not all, but predominantly these are black kids. And, again, when we say kids, we're not talking about 16-year-olds out graffitiing shit and stuff like that. Them, too. But fucking seven eight nine year olds and so pretty horrific drew i don't know where you want to start but just get into it <laughs> well there's two things to look at here which is this lady and the people she surrounds herself with in other words this case which is pretty horrific and i guess we should start there and we will uh and then the macro uh which is how does this happen how did it continue to happen in spite of the numerous whistleblowers and what else is going on in the world? Is this an anomaly? I do think she's probably one of the more egregious cases we've seen, but I don't think she's an anomaly, which is part of why I wanted to, I, to why I asked to come on the show is I need people to understand that a lot of what's going on 
in our country right now, whether it be Republicans appointing um, judges uh, all the way down to people like this lady who failed the bar four times, but uh, was appointed by a local politician. Republicans have done a great job recognizing and then utilizing the judicial system for what it is, which is a borderline democracy proof uh, power, uh, entity of power. And it's extremely frustrating when I talk to my friends on the left uh, when both died in the wool Democrats seemingly and people further right. left than that don't seem to understand how important this stuff is. Uh, it was my big thing the last election. I didn't love Joe Biden, but I was screaming at the top of my lungs to anybody that would listen to me. We have to stop Republicans from appointing judges. So we'll get into the macro. Uh, let's get into the micro. So this lady, and I've forgotten her name, honestly. Donna Scott Davenport. Thank you. Miss Davenport, as I mentioned, had failed the bar four times, took her nine years to pass it. She gets appointed in Rutherford County to be basically a magistrate in the juvenile um, detention places. Uh, a magistrate is somebody, usually what they'll do is, let's say arrest warrants are needed and someone comes to uh, a magistrate and they say, this is what happened. Can I get an arrest warrant? And the magistrate will go, yes, someone broke the law. Or they'll go, they didn't quite break the law there. They do other stuff, but that particular duty will come to head in this case. She eventually becomes the appointed judge and head over the juvenile system when that is bifurcated off, I want to say, in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was August 2000, and she was actually uh, elected, but she was uh, her opponent was a major in the sheriff's department who was later charged with sex crimes against minors, the guy yep. that was running against her for right. a juvenile court judge. Right. And he got probation for that, by the way, ultimately. But anyway, so that, she won that like, election. That's, and she hasn't yeah, been I just want to point out here. These are seven-year-olds being punished with jail time because this lady says people need to suffer consequences for their actions. Here's a guy that molested kids that got probation because he was a cop. This is the right. same fucking county judicial system. Right. So I just, it drives me insane. Right. So what I was, I guess, trying to express is this lady's whole career started out because she was appointed by a friend of hers or whoever it was, which gives her the experience to run in the first place. I genuinely don't believe this lady wins that first election. I mean, she would have maybe against that guy, but she probably wouldn't even been a viable candidate had it not been for the fact that she gets appointed in spite of her failings as a human being inside the justice system. So she becomes a personality. She starts going on her own radio shows mm -hmm. there locally. Uh, she starts doing all that stuff and she's getting reelected on this campaign of we've heard it before law and order tough on crime. There were examples in this um, article that came out of people thanking her publicly um, appointed, uh, appointed politicians, excuse me, elected politicians thanking her publicly for, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, making kids wear belts in court and pull their yeah. pants up. Yeah. She's real and big into that whole thing. That's kind of her whole thing is like, uh, she frames it as, you know, raising these kids right or whatever, like they're wayward children yeah. that she is correcting, course correcting. That's how she looks at it. And that includes like, yeah, you got to pull your pants up. You got to wear a belt. You got to tuck your shirt in. And she's like and she's always talking about how terrible it all is. She's like and, you know, she's like, oh, it's worse now in Rutherford County. that's ever been this scourge of unruly children, she means. And then she specifically yeah. is quoted as saying my nine and 10 year olds. It's unbelievable. It's worse. than it's, you know, I'm seeing a lot of aggression from my nine and 10 year olds that she's putting in jail 
And when right. she says my nine and 10 year old, it's worth noting she calls herself the mother of the county. Yeah. Uh, so she really thinks she's raising all these people's kids, even though she's taken away a lot of their fucking kids. Um, there was a court, there's a court case where she, she got overruled. Like she, she took away custody of someone's kids, a higher court overruled her. And when the case, when the case got sent back to her, she took the kids away again and urged the couple to final, she gave them to, to finalize the adoption real quick to make it harder to take the kid back away. That could, the judge eventually took the kid back away from the adopted parents and gave it back to the birth parents. How, what does that fucking do to a kid, man? What is this lady? This lady is so high on her own supply. She should be. In, she should be in fucking prison, man. Listen, bef- before before we go back to Drew, just in the same vein of what we're talking about right now, says for cursing. So for cursing in her courtroom, she typically would sentence kids to two to ten days in jail. About that, she was quoted saying, "Was I in violation? Heck yes. But am I going to allow a child to cuss anyone out? Heck no." So, you know, which is in violation. She's talking about the, the, the state law and the United States Constitution, by the way. Right. So, but she uh, knows better. And, know. and, yeah. a, and a mandate that came down, I think, during the Obama Obama administration uh, era to uh, she's also in violation of putting kids in solitary confinement, mm-hmm. solitary confinement, children. Uh, so the case that brought her to light, let's run down that quickly. Uh, they arrested 10 kids for fighting. Now. When I say Watching that, I don't fight. mean yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, kids sorry. got into a fight. Two kids were fighting. One kid was filming, which is where they got the tape or the quote-unquote evidence. And then there were kids sitting around watching, one of whom who got arrested was saying, stop, Tay-Tay, don't do that. In other words, was trying to stop the fight. They charged them under a statute of criminal responsibility. That was quite literally the charge against them. Uh, as quickly as I can, I'll explain that the criminal responsibility statute is not a crime. It is not a crime to be criminally responsible. That statute is for, as an example, you don't um, shoplift from Walmart, but you force a 12-year-old to. You tell them you're going to beat them up or take them away from their dad, something really messed up like that. And then they go commit a theft because of you. You are criminally responsible, but you're criminally responsible for the theft that happened. So they didn't even charge them with being criminally responsible for fighting. These idiots... And the way it, the way it happened is that they decided through the filter system, um, which is something she created. Sorry, I'm looking at these notes and they're distracting me because I have ADD. I realize not even for me. I apologize, fellas. <laughs> um, the, the filter system was a policy that she put in place at the juvenile detention facility where people would decide if kids needed jail time based upon basically a feeling. It just says whether or not they're a, I think it was true threat. Was that the phrasing used? Yeah. So essentially what this lady is running is a little fiefdom where whoever comes in front of her courtroom, she just decides if so, they're a bad kid or not. She right. also, and like, also on the record it, saying things like, I have training so I know if someone's in a gang, even if it doesn't look like they are, by the way they wear their hat. I wonder mm-hmm. if my blue hat would make that bitch think I'm fucking Crips or whatever because I would like to shoot her. So the, the thing about the, the filter system or whatever, so for anybody just joining us, we're talking about a case in uh, mine and Drew's home state of Tennessee where this um, tyrannical juvenile court judge in Rutherford County has been locking up small children for years uh, for very much so trumped up charges. But what you were just saying about the filter system. Forever, just so everybody knows, that's supposed to be very cut and dry, whether a kid actually goes into lockup or not. There are, of course, laws and statutes that dictate that, and it's supposed to be like, 
wanted in connection to a very serious crime that resulted in injury or death, right, or has already escaped from, uh, you know, whatever, uh, custody. There's like a list of things that are supposed to qualify a kid for actually being locked up, and they're pretty severe because gener- generally speaking, you want to avoid putting children in jail. But she didn't like all that. It wasn't good enough for her. So, yeah, she has her own system where any kid that is deemed a true threat by either her or I think also like the guards at the juvenile center or whatever, if they say, yeah, this kid's a true threat, then that uh, that to her is justification enough this, to lock It's worth pointing out that this juvenile detention, detention facility uh, got in a lot of trouble for horrific conditions. These kids weren't just be put in some hotel or something. Like there were a couple of cases where one where the guard opened a cell and went well, went in there and beat a kid with his belt. There was another one where this one's kind of funny. Well, it doesn't start off funny, but I got pepper sprayed a kid in his cell through the bars. And the next time the kid got out, he uh, caught up with the guard and beat the shit out of him. And the guard got fired when he figured out what had happened. So that part <laughs> hit for me. Uh, That's also my favorite part. Yeah. But the, the, the particular, the, sorry, Drew, did I interrupt you? No, go oh, sorry. Um, Oh, uh, the particulars of this case that they, they launched it are pretty. Just, they, 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 so to set this scene, this happened in 2016 um, in April. Uh, uh, three cops showed up to arrest four kids on a warrant that apparently had had they got blanket approval, hadn't even been to the magistrate yet. Uh, two of the three cops, uh, two of them happened to be black, and they really did not want to do this. Uh, one of the cops ended up crying. Uh, he he put the eight year old girl in cuffs. Then ended up when he's walking to the car, took her cuffs off because he realized the fucked up thing he was doing and felt terrible about it. He'd also called his bosses and tried to beg them to call this off. Uh, but the ringleader was a gung ho white cop who didn't even know what they were there for. He's just, just he was a just following orders type dude. The principal and vice principal are crying. Uh, one of the girls is diabetic. They did convince the cops to let her get her insulin shot from the school nurse, but they dragged her off to jail. Um, the kids' face, the kids' faces were blurred out using a filter in the video, so you couldn't even see. They 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 arrested the kids, and the word of the kid who's one one kid whose face was visible was the kid who got beat up, who didn't want any of them arrested. Um, so all it was also was, also the whole list of kids that were to be arrested was a result of an investigation by this other cop. Her name's Crystal Templeton. Who, yeah, like you said, you can't even see. She interviewed like one kid and her parent and put together a list of names of kids who were present at this fight. And those mm-hmm. are the ones that end up being arrested. Crystal Tipple, Templeton, you'll be utterly shocked to hear, has a long history of uh, suspensions and unsatisfactory uh, job appraisals and things like that as a cop. Like she's had yeah. a lot of. Let me, let, me run it, of let, me, uh, let me run this down real quick. We talk, again, these kids are suffering consequences. This is the woman who uh, uh, got them all arrested. Uh, she joined the Murfreesboro Police Department when she was 21. By the time of the arrest of Hobgood, she had been disciplined at least 37 times, including nine suspensions. She once left a loaded pistol in the seat of her patrol car. During her pursuit, she failed to turn on her dash cam. Another time, she lost control of her patrol car and hit a Ford Explorer, which, uh, which in turn hit a Nissan Pathfinder, while Templeton's patrol car spinning spectacular to a Toyota Sequoia. So she, got a, she caused a four-car pileup. Uh, seven people were injured, including herself. Uh, those 37s don't count the time she was suspended for this. She got three days uh, paid leave for this. Uh, but don't worry, she's off the force now. Now she's a life coach and does multi-level marketing shit. So there you go. Ah, uh, God damn these people, man. Fuck. <laughs> right. If, so, where do we, if I, so where do we start? And that's that's kind of what I was saying in the beginning about wanting to come on here is like, So I was a juvenile public defender for most of my short public defender career in Miami-Dade County. We had a judge who was very difficult, 
Uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but most time you go to trial with a juvenile, the judge is the jury by statute in most states that I'm aware of. We had a tough judge. We couldn't convince him of anything. I had a case one time where a cop shoved a kid on camera who had nothing to do with the case we were doing as he was walking down the hallway, just randomly, just knocked him against the wall, rounds the corner. Two kids are arguing. He runs up to them and then starts beating the fuck out of one of the kids. And then he claimed that that kid, you couldn't see it on tape, judge, but he slapped me first and the judge just believed him um, in spite of everything that we saw on the tape. I'm saying that. Why is the cop there in the first place? And, you know, that's in Miami-Dade. In this Rutherford County case, these print, this principal, I felt bad for her. She started crying, et cetera, et cetera. But she does not have to let police into her building. There's no law that says that if you don't have a felony arrest warrant, you can't, you just tell them no, but she didn't know that she wasn't empowered. None of us in this country are. The, the reason we're not is we have eyes. And even though the constitution says we can do certain things to stop this stuff, we don't feel it. That cop who cried didn't feel empowered in his own department. He's probably being ridiculed right now because this very fucking thing came out. The cop who got one day suspension for being so gung ho and a yes, man, I'm sure he's being lauded right now by his people. Um, the lady who runs the detention facility, who is a good friend of the judge, I'm sure she's being privately lauded. None of them have been fired. The judge is still in place as far as I know, although I'm curious now that we have this national story, if that'll be the situation or not. We have major, major problems in this country when it comes to the justice system. And almost, I would say 90% of them are tied to it being for profit now. I would say the other 10% are tied to our strange, probably goes back to our Christian roots, desire for law and order. Make them kids pull up their pants. A judge who throws kids in jail for cussing, that's what we need in this community, by God. That's fucked up. And I did the Southern accent, and I heard someone talking about the South having Stone Age law. It's not just the South. The worst case that's come out was out of Pennsylvania. It was a paper play situation where judges were literally being paid to put kids in the prison to fill the bed. Let me read you some outcomes from this article towards the end of it when they stop talking about this specific case. Forced to stop jailing so many of its own children, Rutherford County ramped up, ramped up its pitch to other places to jail theirs. They created a marketing video titled, What Can the Rutherford County Juvenile Detention Center Do For You? Over saxophone music and a B-roll of children in black and white striped uniforms. Judge Davenport narrates. She talks about the size, the employees, its access. 39 counties now contract with Rutherford, according to reports published this year. So does the U.S. Marshals Service. How did we... Go ahead. Sorry, I, I, before we move on, we actually have that video. I want to show it real quick because oh, it, yeah. like the, the dystopian... <laughs> The dystopian reality of it versus this marketing pitch is fucking hilarious. You could, you could play a little bit of it now, Matt. Built in 2008, the Rutherford County Juvenile Detention Center is a 43,094-square-foot facility that is located in the heart of Tennessee. Just minutes from Interstate 24 in Murfreesboro, the center is easily accessible with plenty of lodging and restaurant choices to choose from. There are also several major hospitals within a short driving distance as well. With its close proximity to I-24, you can also connect with Interstate 65 and Interstate 40 
and less than 30 minutes via State Route 840. That. Oh. The, the idea that we have a close proximity to hospitals for when we pepper spray and beat the shit out yeah. of the kids is right. like just yeah. so fucking dystopian. Like, the, and you talk about the pay for play, uh, the, 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 the cash for kids scale in Pennsylvania. Like, they essentially found a loophole here where this is perfectly legal because she's she's getting all her money from the taxpayers. They, this lady, the Dav- Davenport, the judge, makes $176,000 a year in Murfreesboro. And we, we didn't, we were talking, walking, talking about a resume earlier in her political career. We didn't talk about how she lied in her fucking resume. None of her none of her history lines up with any sort of public record. She says she was a campus cop when she was in college. That wasn't true. She also said she helped the FBI catch serial killers in a time <laughs> when she was working in the fucking private sector. Uh, this this it, it, this would be funny if it wasn't ruining kids' lives. Well, she's and, she's nuts. She's a narcissist and a psychopath. But we cannot. <laughs> get rid of narcissists and psychopaths. The question we have to ask ourselves going forward is how do we prevent them from becoming important people? And this isn't the 100% cure, but one way we got to do it is to stop putting profits over people. It's the classic example of why you can't privatize schools. They say, because if you own a grocery store, you get a bad case of blueberries, you throw them away. You can't throw away quote unquote bad kids. That's why it should be public, not private. It's definitely the same thing when it comes to not just juveniles, but all prisons. Let me read you some more things that went down with this. This is right from the article. The department of children's services licenses juvenile detention centers. Uh, when they went to basically, um, not test, what's the word I'm looking for, examine this facility, some of the reports, there was very little graffiti, an inspector wrote in 2010. Neat and clean, the inspector wrote 2011, 2013, and 14. Two inspection reports in 2016 said there were no concerns regarding the program or staff at the detention center. Now, eventually, t- 2017, Tennessee stops reporting uh it's juvenile um what am i trying to say the data about who how many juveniles are held across the state we stop reporting it why are we doing that why don't we want people to know are we truly full of evil people who just want to throw kids away i think there might be some of that especially if they're hello black kids but also i'm telling you it has to do with the money it has to do with this this is talking about the county commissioners of Rutherford County. The commissioners gave Davenport's budget request. It was a huge increase that she asked for. A favorable recommendation. Their vote was unanimous. During the meeting, one commissioner, Michael Rather, took his took a moment to express his admiration for the judge. I've said this for years. If a judge has had if we have a judge that has a box in the courtroom with belts in it that requires young people to put a belt on and hold their pants up in a courtroom, I'm all for it. Good job. Another quote by one of the commissioners laughed and said well, I've lost it, but he said something about business being good because we're making yeah. profit. Right. Yeah, because they were housing other counties' kids and stuff in this in their center. Yeah, he yeah. said. Yeah, basically said, you know, locking up little black boys is our business, and buddy, business is a booming. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's pretty much what the guy said. So she's yeah. a local radio personality who uses that platform to talk about how she's the county's mother and is tough on crime. She's getting $170,000 a year to put people in prison and make these places profits. And the county commissioners are going, well, this is great. You know, usually a jail costs money. It's actually making us money. This is wonderful with no one looking at the effects that it's having on their actual constituents. I don't know how you fix that, but the profit is, you know, the quest for the profit is definitely a big, big part of it. I, 
like I talking about, I've been nobody feels empowered. Like this, this passage, we, we, we rag on cops a lot and deservedly. Um, but I wanted to read this because it's like the, the dehumanization, dehumanization system, like it, it, it applies to everybody. Um, check this out. The father, the, the guy named Miles, the, the guy who took the eight cuffs off the eight year old, his last name's Miles. Um, Miles is exiting the jail after uh, the eight year old turned out didn't get processed because she was arrested in, uh, uh, in she was arrested uh, accidentally. She wasn't supposed to be brought in. So all she got was PTSD. Um, so the father asked why this was happening. I don't know, Miles answered. We are good people, the father said. I can imagine what you're feeling, Miles answered. He explained briefly the juvenile court process. I'm sure that's helpful. This is wrong, the father told Miles over and over. After the third time, Miles, fighting back tears, said he understood as a parent himself the father's anger and pain. Fuck you, the father said. I understand, Miles answered. Like, I, like you can only ask people to turn off their humanity professionally so many times before it's just permanently fucking off. You know, I, it's, it's yeah. goddamn infuriating. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that cop has PTSD as well, and I have absolutely no sympathy for him. But I do think, uh, on a personal level, but I do think you're touching on something that is uh, really important here. I mean, you look at this woman, she's being lauded. She's been overturned numerous times. She's been told point blank. She's been reprimanded by the state bar. And that's where I'm going, these are the checks and balances we're supposed to have in place that are failing. This lady's being reprimanded, but she's being reelected. The county commissioners like her. Why? Because she's making everyone money. Now you touched on earlier about how it's a loophole because it's technically legal. I'm not so sure because numerous times she's put people in jail, kids, when by law, federal and state, she was not supposed to. And there are protections for judges when it comes to your official judicial capacity being protected it's, it's in a type of immunity but there are exceptions to it i genuinely think that this lady is guilty of wrongful imprisonment and or kidnapping i and, and not just because like i want that to be the case it is hard for me to imagine unless there's a particular statute that just keeps her immune what her defense would be if in your capacity as a judge, you are allowed to jail kids only in these three circumstances and quite literally thousands of times those circumstances weren't met. You on the radio in public said you knew that, but you didn't care because it's important to be firm. It's really hard for me to see why she's not being prosecuted right now. And I feel like if the prosecutor of Rutherford County had any fucking balls, he or she would do it. Yeah, but yep. you know they ain't going to, though, dog. That's like the, you know, that's like a cop telling on another cop, man. <laughs> well, here's why I know they're not going to. The DA of Rutherford County probably loves her. The DA of Rutherford yeah. County is one of the worst DAs in the state of Tennessee. I only know this because our buddy Teets, who's a criminal lawyer out of Nashville, practices there. Um, but that's that's how corrupt the system is, folks. And that's why, as I spent my career doing public defense, I became so... I guess the word that they use these days is radicalized. Our criminal justice system is only criminal. There is no justice. It's not just in the South. It's not just in conservative areas. It is a system that breaks people like the cop that Mark was mentioning, like lawyers who tried to fight this lady and got nothing done, who took her all the way to the Supreme Court, got her reprimanded and nothing happened. It breaks people down. Yeah. Something that happened, um, 
forget what he's doing. Like they, they, this lady, they, they, they took this case to the district attorney before they arrested these kids. The ADA told them there's no fucking case here, and they still went and arrested them anyway. There's just no, like, no, no one, unless you're gonna take a gun and go down there and physically stop her, no one can stop this lady from locking up kids. It's like her one purpose in life. It's Which crazy. is why somebody needs to stand up to her well, who's yeah. official, but I don't think that they will. On this uh, very hopeful note, let's uh, get Drew out of here. Drew, tell, thanks for uh, coming on and illuminating all this for us, and also tell the people, uh, you know, how they can follow you, find you, whatever, all that good stuff. I'm at uh, Drew Moore Comedy uh, on all social media. It's uh, sometimes funnier than I was today. <laughs> um, I tour with Trey and our buddy Corey, the Buttercream Dream, on the Well Read Comedy Tour. You can go there for tickets. We uh, we have a great show, a great live show. And, uh, yeah, man, I just want people – and there's two things, the environment and the criminal justice system where I'm like, guys – it's the whole damn system. It's not, you know, I, I'm going to vote blue, but like, it's not just voting blue. We've got to look at it and overhaul the whole thing. And cases like this, I'm really, really, really hate saying this. They're going to get more and more common or less because we've killed the press. Uh, but, <laughs> but more yeah. people like her exist than y'all than any of us want to process and accept it is horrific and we're actually lucky when we arrest like those two judges in pennsylvania one of them just got out and i think somebody should shoot him all right thank you my professor recommendation from my professor recommendation that he be excused as your lawyer everyone i legally recommend that we make it legal to kill that man and then we do it because I would never, ever say you should break the law. Then I might be held criminally responsible when you do it. But if we yeah. change the laws to say legal, then we could kill that guy. And we should do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Drew That's Morgan, everybody. Our, appreciate it. That's why he's our better call Saul. That's right. Senior <laughs> legal correspondent. Thank you, Drew. Okay. Uh, all right. We're going to hit some comments and stuff over here. I just, uh, I'm getting conditioned now when I look at the comments to remember to say, Hit that like button and smash subscribe and hit like and all that computer internet stuff that I'm supposed to tell y'all to do. Do that because it helps us out as I understand it. So, yeah, thank you all for doing that. I'm going to look through. Matt, you can put up some comments if you see them because I'm just now trying to get through some over here. Uh, as we yes. do that, because uh, yesterday was Columbus Day, uh, an annual argument about Christopher Columbus that happens online was extremely stupid yesterday including our boy Josh Mandel uh, saying that Christopher Columbus was an American hero, which <laughs> yeah. is funny because he was an Italian who sailed for Spain and never set foot in America, but right. whatever. But and, it's also, uh, you know, again, to these people, Jesus is an American hero, you know? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, the first American, everybody knows that. So, yeah, I, it's so wild to me. You, you will never be able to convince me that any of those people give a single shit about Columbus or Columbus Day, dude. It's just like a thing that they, you know, you, you got some marginalized I, people wanting something and, you know, they can't have that. But also it's just like, I'm supposed to be on this side of this thing. And so they act like they give a shit. They don't, nobody gives a fuck about Christopher Columbus, dude, or his day. Yeah. The Sopranos episode on it is pretty much the, uh, called Chris is pretty much the only thing worth, uh, the final word of the matter. Right. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, Jim Gray also, says happy indigenous people's day. Yes. Jim. Yeah. We are which is like, they're, they're, 
Joe Biden signed a proclamation about that and everyone got mad. But it, uh, Christopher Columbus Day has been Indigenous Peoples Day in South Dakota for like 30 years, I think, because they have a lot of large Native American population and uh, no one ever got mad about it. Uh, but also, like we talked, me and you talked about it yesterday. Amerigo Vespucci is right there. Like the whole country's named after him. He's another Italian American hero. By the way, uh, he he he's the cartographer, of course, who like drew the outlines of the South American coast, and that's why they named it after him. He quickly realized that he wasn't in Asia. And that was in 1501, so only a decade after Columbus. He was way smarter than Christopher. He never killed anybody, never raped anybody, never enslaved anybody. So build a statue of him if you want. If you need, need to replace the great Italian, but. Uh, Yesterday, I learned I'd never known the origins of Christopher Columbus, of Columbus Day, which is really funny to me. So in uh, 1892, it was a 400-year anniversary of uh, you know Columbus landing in uh, Española uh, and in the Caribbean. Uh, and he, uh, so what had happened around that time is a couple of Italians were accused of killing a cop in New Orleans. Some good old boys, as they're prone to do, got hyped up uh, on, on uh, um, uh, um, you know, on racism. They went down to the courthouse and lynched eight Italians. Uh, I think they shot eight, six, and hung two. So there was a big internet. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt said, "That's awesome. We should kill all Italians." Uh, Italy, <laughs> Italy uh, got mad. Italy got mad about it. So Benjamin Harrison, to try to calm shit down and to pander for Italian American votes, uh, issued a national proclamation the fourth anniversary of Columbus Columbus Day. Uh, Columbus Landing and the world that we would have uh, a national day of celebration for Christopher Columbus. Uh, Harrison lost the next election anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, everyone forgot about it. We made a national holiday in it was a federal holiday in 1971, I think. So, so it was like an olive branch, an olive yeah. oil branch, if you will, that we were offering the Italians. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, a very, very, very American that like so Teddy Roosevelt. Is a horrifically racist against Italians. We put up a statue of him in South Dakota. Uh, to make up for him being racist against Italians, we put up statues of a racist Italian. That was our compromise. Yeah. 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 Just got to even out the racist. You know, as long as yeah. we have an equal number of uh, separate racists uh, represented by statues, then, you know, we can keep on America. And Carla Barrick says, I'm an American Indian, thus Columbus can kiss my brown ass and we have to share the day with him. Yeah. But, you know, maybe one of these days and we'll just fully take it away. We talked about it last year, I think, after Columbus Day, but I get mad about it every year because so many people seem to think that. Christopher Columbus proved the world was round and it drives me fucking insane. Everyone knew the world was round in 1492. Uh, yeah. whatever the dude's name is BC calculated the circumference of the earth within five kilometers. Aristotle knew the world was round. Uh, earth was round sailors who had to navigate a curved earth in three dimensions by stars, which moved because the Earth was rotating, knew the Earth was round. If not because of that, because they could, they, when they're sailing, they saw another ship. The first thing they would see was sails coming up over the fucking horizon. That's why they put the flag at the top of the mast. So the first thing you'd see was whether you were going to coming up on an enemy or a friend. They knew the Earth was round. Columbus thought the Earth was small. He was a fucking idiot. He got lost. He almost died. He did. The only thing he was, the only good character quality that involved in this is a morally neutral one, which is brave. He was bravely stupid. And therefore, he got to uh, be the first one here if you don't count the Native Americans and the Vikings. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you, you just don't count them. Yeah. Stephanie Seaton says Drew trying to legislate his way into the pirate. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. He would, he would love nothing more. Uh, yeah. Big, good old purge. He's a, he's a purgy type, some bitch he is. He yeah. wants to burn it all down.
combine the purge with the terror in France, and you got that. That's pretty much Drew's uh, night dream scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guillotines, baby. All right, guillotines, baby. Okay, remember, you can go to weeklyskews.com and get you a shirt if you're so inclined. You can also go to wellredcomedy.com and get you tickets to see me if you're vaccinated and are so inclined. I believe that'll do it for this week's edition. Uh, We will be back next Tuesday night right here on the Skews. See you, love you, bye. (laughs)